What's this? A piece of toast? A pretzel stick? Popcorn? What blockhead cooked all this? What kind of a Thanksgiving dinner is this? Where's the turkey, Chuck? Don't you know anything about Thanksgiving dinners? Where's the mashed potatoes? Where's the cranberry sauce? Where's the pumpkin pie? You were kind of rough on Charlie Brown, weren't you, sir? Rough? Look at this. Is this what you call a Thanksgiving Day dinner? Did we come across town for this? We we're supposed to be served a real Thanksgiving dinner. Now, wait a minute, sir. Did he invite you here to dinner? Or did you invite yourself and us, too? Mm, that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here we are. Let's see if I can pull John away from Instagram, where he's looking at baseball, baseball card vandals. That's great. It's two brothers who deface baseball cards, yes. mostly, but also football cards. And, and you know, Star Wars cards. Star Wars and Batman cards, whatever they get their hands on. It's very funny. Yep. It's childishly funny. Well. Don't you, go there for highbrow humor. Absolutely. It's all dick jokes. Welcome to the Film Photography Podcast. My name is Michael Rosso. I'm here in the studio with John Fideli. Hey. And Super- How you doing, baby? Super special guest, Mr. Mark O'Brien. Hey, y'all. Thank you for joining us, Mark. We have some hot topics. Hot topics. <laughs> Do you know that story? Why don't we? Yes, of course. Why don't we have any letters? Oh, uh, we brought, have some in the back. I, I thought I brought some. I have them in the read. back. You want me to go get them? No, letters. Actual letters. Like actual the, letters. I don't know. You're in charge of the letters. Oh, I've got. Hold yep. on. Let me go. Okay. They're well, in the back. Mark's the going to get the letters. I just want to, while Mark's going to get the letters, I want to thank everyone for joining us. I want to thank Aunt Linda. Aunt Linda gave me this uh, cute little bunny. Is that a Godiva yeah. bunny? As a matter of fact, John, while wait, waiting for Mark to come back, so I upgraded my phone, right? Finally. And I, what's amazing about it is the voicemail feature is much, much easier. So here, you know, we talk about Aunt Linda, and folks yeah. who've been listening a long time know Aunt Linda used to shoot one tenth the whole story. Right. Here is a recent Aunt Linda. Here we go. This is Aunt Linda. Michael, Aunt Linda, did you pick up the bird? Hi. What bird? So she's talking about a turkey. A sick bird at the vet? No. If you if you spend X amount of money on your ShopRite card, you get, you a, get free a free bird. turkey or ham. Yes. So my $400. mom... $400. dollars on the card, you get a free turkey or ham. So my mom's like, oh, do you, do you know... Do you, I never look at my receipts. I look at my receipt. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like almost $400. So, you know, I spend some more money at ShopRite. And then, of course, you <laughs> up to a certain date to pick up the bird. And you blew it. So, it, no, here we go. Oh, my God. What's wrong with me? See, I, I feel so frustrated with you. This is how my kids feel when I do <laughs> technical stuff. And they're like, oh, Dad. You pick up the bird. Okay, here's uh, here's so you know Aunt Linda is my mother's sister. Yeah. So here's my mother. Hi, Mike. We qualify for the bird, so <laughs> you have to pick it up. They didn't even have one turkey here at our shop, right? So I wouldn't wait for the last minute. Okay. Uh, let's see here now. I'm trying to see what size they were giving you. <laughs> Folks, I'm not laughing at my mother. I'm laughing with my mother. Yes. <laughs> Mark and I are laughing at your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I think then it just ends. She's just like rifling through her yes. receipt. <laughs> but here's one more. Oh, my God. Hi, Michael's dad. Uh, I'm trying to track down that uh, head cleaner for the VCR. 
I had I have a dry cleaner that doesn't work. The wet cleaner I, I think does work, but I haven't got enough of it. And I can't find out where I could buy something like this. But it's, it's got to be the, the wet kind. So would you research it for me and just let me know? My dad uses a VCR. VCR. Oh. He's got two, three going at the same time. He's keeping VCR single-handedly alive. Yeah, so he's oh. got one recording Blue Blood upstairs. Oh he's got another one recording the baseball game downstairs. Oh, my. He hasn't and heard of On Demand, has he? He just not interested. All right. People it's get stuck. Tech. People get stuck in time. It's so weird. All right, one more. All right. Mike, just wanted to tell you, we took a ride to Uncle Mike. Okay, that's another. Oh, another death chat. It's death chat. That's what they call it, my family. Talking about the dead. Anyhow, folks, thanks. thanks Can I tell you something? Your mother sounds sexy. (laughs) Oh, stop it. She does. She kind of has that voice like Mae West going on. Oh, okay. I'll bring next time. I'll bring in a picture of my mom from 1957. I bet she was a good-looking woman. Yeah, of course she was. I bet she was. Yes. Oh uh, yeah, you bring that in. Okay. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Film Photography <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Uh, we have a few letters here. Let's open up with some letters. What do we got, Mark? Well, these came with the donations. Oh, we have a school camera donation yes. program that Mark has been for two days now helping sort through. And doing we, a great job. We just job. donated three huge boxes yes. to the school in Maryland. Do you remember the name? Thirty of it? cameras. Do you re- I don't remember the name. Okay, I'm gonna. F- we're gonna find out next time. We'll have the name. We'll chat, chat it up. Thirty cameras. Okay, we got this one gigantic box of Olympus um, cameras and lenses and um, accessories from Ron Yanoski in Longmont, Colorado. He said that the Olympus OM2S camera body and lenses and accessories belong to my brother mm-hmm. David Yanoski who lived in Tempe and was a superb amateur photographer who took thousands of photographs with this gear. He was a hiker and backpacker and traveled all over the western U.S. to take pictures. His great inspiration and photographic subject were the Grand Canyon. Ooh. This equipment also captured many treasured fo- photos of family and friends. Hope it finds an appreciative home and inspires lots more creativity. What kind of camera was it? An OM2S oh. with... Databacks, remote stuff, um, lenses. Oh, that's the big box you're talking big, about. Yeah, yeah. So that's great you know, stuff. It's funny because you know you don't think cameras come in. You look at them. You're like, oh, here's a camera. There's stories behind all these cameras about the people that use them. There are, you, you know? know, and sometimes it's sad, but I guess it's good because mostly people are passing them on. They're like, this was my father's. He used it. We mm-hmm, you know, traveled mm-hmm. extensively. Uh, you know, every camera has a story. It's good to hear them. From uh, Mark Lang, we got enclosure, some 35 millimeter cameras, lenses, flashes, and equipment, which was used on a Canon AE-1. We visited your website, listened to some podcasts, and read about the program. Hopefully this equipment can be used to spark someone else's creative game. Yes. Great. Here's here's one. I'm going to read one. Says two FPP. It was a Spotmatic SP2. Purchased his camera in '72 when we were stationed in Athens, Greece. So I guess he was a serviceman or service person. It was my constant companion for the next ten years. My oldest son put it to good use during high school years in the late 2000s. So it was passed down. Great. Take good care of it. I hope the next owner gets as much pleasure from using it as I did. We are going to start hyping up the Spotmatics. And yes. we're going to be start pushing these to schools yes. because they are a great basic camera for students. This was, was signed, but I can't read it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Well, that's enough. Yeah. Well, thanks, folks, uh, who are contributing to the FPP. Uh, and a big a super thanks to uh, all the folks who uh, donate. Uh, some folks go to the site and click donate, and they pledge uh, X amount per month via PayPal. 
So any amount is helpful, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So two dollars, three dollars, five dollars. Every six months or so, when I see them coming in at the beginning of the month, I send a thank you email out to these folks because I'm very appreciative because you folks are kind of funding, you know, keeping the lights on. Every little bit does help, and even when the gangs here. Like tonight, when we go to the Dutch house, Dutch house. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna feed everybody. Yeah, we're up back there toiling away. Yeah, so you know, thank you. And of course, if you want to send an email, uh, podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> if you want to write a letter or type a letter, PO Box two six four Fairlawn, New Jersey zero seven four one zero. Wow. Brain fart. Zero seven four one zero. Thanks so much. Let's get right into a topic. This is an interesting topic. I think people are really going to like mm. thirty-five millimeter SLR camera. Yeah, hot right now. Hot, 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 hot. Whether you have a Canon AE one, Pentax K one thousand, whatever you might have. X seven hundred. X seven hundred. What three lenses for your SLR? Ooh. What should you have in your bag? I got an answer. Oh. You go first because you're smarter. <laughs> I don't know if I'm smarter or not. Well, I guess if I were assembling a bag with only three lenses, I'd have a, a 50 millimeter normal lens, probably as fast as possible. So an f1.4 mm. or one two or whatever, one point two. Yeah, Some of those better. Nikon's have one twos, right? Yep, they do. They do. The next lens would probably be a wide angle. 28 millimeters, pretty nice because for most of these cameras. 28 millimeter doesn't give you any distortion or very little distortion mm. if it's well made. If you want to go a little bit wider, 24 or 20 is also a, a good choice. The third lens, some people might say, well, they might they might say, uh, well, I'd rather than having the 50, maybe I want a 35 mm. because a 35 is a good street focal length. Maybe you, maybe you would say, I want a 35, a really wide, and then maybe something that's a, a short zoom. Frankly, if you're carrying three lenses and they're all primes, it's going to get kind of weighty. So maybe you want a short zoom like a, a 35 to 70 or a th- mm. 28 to 80, something like in that range. But you, you can um, put on your camera and um, zoom out a bit. Mm-hmm. But I would probably, that's the kind of bag you would maybe bring on a vacation where you've got those three lenses to do the capture things that are, you know, fairly close by if you're if you really think you need to have a 100 millimeter or well or about like an 80 to 200 200 that's one of like the most common zooms out there right there's nothing wrong with those i mean i I think that uh the modern lenses the zooms are 70 to 200 something like that that's a pretty nice range if you want to carry a big zoom i i tend to to go smaller. So what are since we'll go around the table. So what would your what would my be, three lenses? What would be your three lenses? A fifty millimeter, a twenty four millimeter, and a one oh five. Okay. Wow. Okay, fair enough. That's so for Nikons. All, all primes. All primes. Wow. But you John. It makes makes me feel stupid now. See, I told you you were smarter. <laughs> I'd probably go with like a, a a fast fifty. I agree with that. But then uh, I saw a nice twenty-eight to seventy millimeter zoom. Oh, that's oh. good. Yeah, that's a good choice. I might go with that. Uh, and then I would probably get like an eighty to two hundred, mm. which I probably wouldn't use a lot. But you never know. You never know yeah. whose uh, window is going to look interesting. Yep. The street. <laughs> yep. Well, I my favorite lenses are thanks to Mark. Mark gifted me a lens. Oh, yes. I didn't get one. Let's say I'm taking out my EOS, which I commonly do. Uh, in the wide, I have three lenses: 
24 millimeter, which I now have. Mm-hmm. Great wide-angle lens. Terrific. Love it. That's not considered pancake lens, is it? No. no. What's a pancake lens? Well, it, a pancake lens means it's just a slimmer, oh. tight lens. It's not wider. No. It's just, oh, okay. it's just a smaller. I, I own the 40 millimeter pancake mm. lens, mm. which on the smaller EOS cameras, it almost becomes a pocket camera. Almost. Yeah. But the 40 millimeter lens, just for out and about on the street, yeah. is a beautiful thing. So I'm actually going to put that in my bag. 24 millimeter, the 40 millimeter pancake, and the 300 millimeter because I like going to the zoo. Time to wake this show up. Uh. And I don't want to get pissed on. <laughs> <laughs> so you need some distance. From a previous show, folks, well, of course folks know what we're talking about. Right? I hope so. From Space Farms, my episode where the, 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 the lion lifted his tail and we all ran because <laughs> he started spraying everybody. I guess. <laughs> Screaming. I just, I just love going to the zoo. And, I just, you know, you want to get in tight. I hear it's all happening at the zoo. Yep. I do believe. And it keeps you far enough away from the monkeys. That's right. They can fly. And plus, sometimes, you know, in the exhibits, they'll be like, oh, here's the bobcat exhibit. And he's all the way in the back. Yep. Right. So yep. then you need a long lens for that. Yep. But so we should say, you know, for specific, we should say a specific destination. So if you're going to a city, yeah. would you still carry the same three lenses? No, not necessarily. See? Oh. Now we're so talking. You, you have to, I, I mean, if you only have three lenses, period, but I don't know anyone who only has three lenses. Yeah. Um, if I were, let's say, if I were, let's say I was going on a trip to Europe. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And, perfect. I would definitely have a wide angle mm-hmm. because there's lots of architecture there. and I might be inclined to have maybe a short zoom, a 28 to, or actually if I were a 20, there's a Nikon has a zoom. It's a 24 to 50, which is a really nice yeah. for street photography because you get, so I would probably have that. Does that stop open pretty wide? Uh, not as much. Yeah. No. But like if you're outside. Two eight, like you're outside, eight. yeah. So, so I'm just saying, let's say if you're in a church or something. Oh, no, yeah. And you want to get, you know, Michelangelo's tripod. artwork. <laughs> tripod, yeah. Uh, they won't let you bring tripods. Yeah, that's in. right. Okay. And, uh, and no, no, senor, senor, no tripod. You have, go, you have to lean your camera on the pew and, like, hold it steady. Yeah. Or your child's head. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would probably have, still have a 50 one four, mm-hmm. and then I might be tempted to bring a lens baby. Oh, that's a whole other uh, topic. Uh, <laughs> can't afford. I don't that. know if those count. Can't afford it. <laughs> Why not? Eh, it's a kind of a you know. It's a cheap. It's 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 gimmick. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Why? Yeah. Because it's it's. But just I like, like a vintage I like, lens. I like it. What it does. Well, what's a lens baby again? Does it go on top of your lens, or no? Is it... It's a separate lens. And you can yeah, get them it's a different. Lomo lens. You can get yeah. them different mounts. It's not made by oh, Lomo. No, 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 it's made by Lens Baby in, in, out in Portland, Oregon. Okay, what is the oh. lens mount? All right, I'm thinking it's whatever mount thing. you have. They have Canon EOS. They get have out of Nikon. Town. No, and I'm not. I'm not. So what? Town. Wait a they have, Hold the phone. They have, make all <laughs> kinds of lenses. Yeah, I but have, why is this so special? This lens. What do you like about it? Because they are. They can act sort of like a tilt shift lens. And they, mm-hmm. if you have distortion, a, distortion. If you have a wide edges. Well, you saw my. Lens dreams. Yeah, yeah. There were lens baby shots in there. So, so like soft f- edges. Soft focus. Yeah, yeah. Like what do they call it? Like bokens. Bokeh. 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 Uncle June, how was bokeh? Wonderful. I don't go down enough. It's not what I heard. About what? Bokeh. Bokeh. What do you call them? Bokeh. 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 
Uncle June, how was Boca? Wonderful. I don't go down enough. It's not what I heard. About what? Boca. Boca? What do you call him? Boca? Boca? Hey, I'm going to go down to Boca. Hey, <laughs> with, with me, Joey, down in Boca. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I would definitely have a, a, a short zoom in there, a 50 millimeter, and then, I don't know, I'd have to think about the, what the third lens would be if I was going to Europe. You need something for landscapes. Yeah, you do. I would Maybe I'd go for an 85 millimeter 1.8. Well, what do you shoot when you're like in the Shenandoah Valley, when you're up in the hills, like... All right. Too many variations. Oh. Need to move on. Oh, I'm interested. What would you take to the nudist camp? What'd you say this was? The Hibiscus Country Club. This is no country club. This is a nudist camp. <laughs> 300 uh, millimeter. My, my glasses. <laughs> x-ray glass. Yeah, you don't need x-ray, x-ray glasses. Yeah, you don't need x-ray glasses. All right. Okay. What else are we talking about, baby? Oh, we're going to be right back. Okay. New from K-Tel Records, 22 explosive hits, 22 original stars, gallery. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. The great Sammy Davis Jr. Oh, the candy man can. Olivia Newton-John. If not for you. Hamilton, Joe, Frank, and Reynolds. Don't pull your love out on me. Eric and the Domino's big hit, Layla. Osmonds, Detroit Emeralds, Millie Jackson, Flash, April Wine, Charlotte's Pop Tops, Fortune. Here comes that rainy day feeling again. Joe Simon. You got power in your kiss. Lobo. Possible Hot Butters, Popcorn. And many more. Get KTEL's 22 explosive hits now. 22 original stars and one great stereo LP. Only $3.99. The holiday season. What you get, Howard? A time that passes much too soon. Come on, guys. You're getting your picture taken. A special time you'll want to remember. See the camera, Howie? In pictures. To help make those pictures look as good as they can, make sure Kodak paper is behind them. If you don't see these words, it isn't Kodak paper. Ask for it where you get your holiday pictures. How do you like my present, Howard? Kodak paper for a good look at the times of your life. Hey, we're back. So here's a topic folks might be interested in. You know, we talk about different types of cameras, right? And most people think of, you know, 35mm SLR, which is a Pentax K1000, a Canon AE1, Minolta X700, yes. whatever, Spotmatic, whatever you're thinking. But, 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 but if you start digging, especially on eBay.com, there were a series of cameras that were known as folding cameras. They took 30, are they 35 millimeter? Mm-hmm. They took 35 millimeter. I always think of 120 medium format, but mm. but 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 there were a series of 35 millimeter, and they're quite unique. They have bellows. They, they have very well, short bellows, yeah. They have very short bellows. Bellows. What do you got, Mark? Okay. In the early days of 35 millimeter cameras, the Barnack Leica, which like the Leica 2F or the 3F, things like that, was considered to be the epitome of a compact 35 millimeter camera. But but you know what? I'm sorry. What was the epitome of uh... the epitome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was the was the Barnack Leica? Okay. It was a compact 35 millimeter okay. camera. But 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 what are often overlooked are the Retina series of cameras mm-hmm. made by Kodak's in Kodak's German factory in Stuttgart, and these were called oh. the Retinas. 
They were the first 35 millimeter folding cameras, and they're so such beautiful little things yeah, because number one, you push this little button in, and this pops right out the front. You can see there's a small bellows with the lens Ooh, the lens boards on. Uh, what they all have in common, the retinas, is that they they are sort of like a little clamshell that opens up <gasps> on the front, which conceals yep. the shutter and the, the lens mechanism. I'm cocking this, sorry. Do you have film in there? Yep, I do. Okay. XP2. Well, you're ready to go. <laughs> and Yeah, I am. Careful. And uh, the thing that makes them a little bit different um, than, say, a Leica is that all the controls are around the lens. There's the shutter speeds awkward, and the apertures. And it uses they use Compure shutters. They do not have a focal plane shutter in them. They're, they're lens shutters. Explain the, Can you briefly explain what does a normal 35-millimeter okay. SLR have compared to these like a, a normal 35 millimeter slr has a focal plane shutter okay and that's usually it could be a horizontally traveling one or a vertical traveling shutter that's made out of metal blades and they go across like yeah they go horizontal or they go vertical okay good and that is behind the lens but right in front of the film gotcha with in the case of a lens shutter camera the shutter is between the lenses a common example today would be something like an Olympus XA. That's yes. a lens shutter camera. And so the retinas all had these controls around the lens. There's many versions of them. but So they're kind of bewildering because there are different models, such as the Retina 1, and there's different variations of, of a Retina 1, and these are called types that were produced in different years with different finishes, lenses, and so on. To dig deep, there, you can find a book on Kodak Retinas, but the McEwen's Guide is the place to start. The McEwen's Guide. The McEwen's. The McEwen's Guide. The McEwen's. What makes the Retina special is that starting with the original Retina all the way to the Retina 3C was the folding bed. Mm-hmm. And that's what the lens is mounted on. And so it, the nice thing, it makes them easy to carry. You can you close these up, they fit in a pocket, there's nothing protruding. All the folding Retinas, they all feature, again, compure leaf shutters with the lens helical, the shutter speeds and apertures all in the front or on the lens and different models have may have uh, better lenses than others the one on the that i have a couple nice. examples here with me i have a retina one which is got a uh a kodak anastigmat lens and it's uh, i think an f 3.5 that's not very fast of a lens may but i that, see that john no then i have a, a retina may i that, see that john no <laughs> A Retina 2A. So when you say Retina, you mean a Kodak? It's a Kodak, yeah. They're made... They're, retina the, or Retina? Retina. These were made in Germany? Yep. And this is a Retina 2A. I've had this one for t- about 20-some-odd years. And this one features a Schneider um, mm-hmm. Retina Xenon lens. Did you, he, say, did you say 50s? What's that? 1950s? Um, No, these are started 1930s. Ooh! Yeah, they... There's actually the other difference in the retinas is there's pre-war and post-war versions, right. and My and by pre-war I mean World War II. But after the war, some of them had didn't weren't folders. They well, I mean, I'll get to that. Okay. Okay. Patience. Okay. So the folding retinas they feature shutter speeds from B and one to one five hundredth of a second. Typically, a Schneider Xenon lenses, which is really they're really as good as anything that lights put out. My personal favorite is the Retina 2A, which is manufactured from 1939 to 1954. And this the one I have is a Retina 50mm f2 lens. And what I like about it, it exemplifies the sturdy mechanics and straightforward control of manual cameras mm-hmm. and you can like i said you can easily fit that in a pocket the 2a it's got a beautiful lens on it that schneider lens it's yeah. just gorgeous 
pretty. And these and that is a true range finder on the Retina two right. two A. The Retina ones came did not have range finders. Yep. You can but they had a little attachment where you could attach an external range finder device. How do you focus to, to use them? Oh, the focus was right These here. These are uh, mod. If we were, oh, okay. If it was like 1950, John, or 1940, these yeah. would be considered modern marvels. They were, they were, and they were not cheap. I would have to look up the prices at the time, but they were, uh, they were expensive. Now let me ask cameras. you, why? Are, what, what is this knob here? It says Plus X, Super Double That's X, a- Infrared. <laughs> that was just a way just to a tell, for you to remember what film. You could call it a film minder, a reminder to what what you've got in really? the camera. So this they didn't have post-it notes back then. This doesn't do anything. No, note. it doesn't do anything. Yeah, just a note for yourself. Yeah. and um, I guess there were only five stocks they, available. They didn't have much available back yeah. then. And so the Retina—I have a Retina three C here, which is a rangefinder, but also has features a meter, a selenium meter, and it has interchangeable front lens elements. So you really? this has a fifty millimeter lens on it now. They had a thirty-five, and they had an eighty, and you would take out that front element. Mm-hmm. And get the 80, or if you put the 80 on here, it sticks out way out in front. So it doesn't make it very pocketable. Screws on. It's a, it's a little um, bayonet. <laughs> it fits in and, and turns, yeah. And is there an adapter for your viewfinder? When yes, you, you can buy it. the little adapters, and it would just go on top. Right. And, and so you'd have the different view viewfinder mode on there. I mean, this would be back back in the day. I mean, this would be your family camera. You'd buy oh, this, oh, and that's you, what you would have. That, exactly. You would take this on trips. and, and you need it's all you needed at the time. And these are, I mean, think about the era, right? We're talking right. 40s. I mean, these were available into the 50s? Into the late 50s, yeah. So just think of how, from a technological perspective, of how better these are than, I mean, most folks had just the Kodak Brownie, right? Right. Get or, the Brownie. And they're far superior to an Argus. Yeah, okay. And then priced accordingly, I'm sure, because they were all made in Germany. In 1959 is when they stopped producing these folding retinas okay and so you would see retina retina names on other kodak ag in germany produced cameras but they were what we call solid bodied they're not they're not folders or rigid bodied and so they they um so you see the retina reflex or retina slr those also were lens shutter slrs they came out with a retinet line which were de- which were designed to be cheaper versions of the retina retina et <laughs> right, but they didn't. They weren't folders, were they? They were folders oh. up to a point, and then only three models were. The rest were rigid body. Okay, I know you folks at home can't see, but these little cameras, they they pop. The front pops out, and the lens pop like a little bellows look, pops look out. Looking up on the internet, these were um, pretty successful cameras. They were really, I mean, people appreciate the quality of the build and the lenses. But imitation is the best form of flattery, right? So Agfa came out with a carrot series of 35-millimeter carrot? K-A-R-A-T. Delicious. Originally mm. designed to use the Agfa rapid cassettes, which were that took 35-millimeter film, but they oh. were designed differently than your standard 35-millimeter cassettes. Later on, they they had one one model that took 35 millimeter. The other difference is that the ret, the um, Agfa cameras, the ret, the carrots, they did not have a front cover over the lens. The lens collapsed into the body, like just like these do, but, but there was no clamshell over it. So cheap. It was yeah, it was uh, exposed. <laughs> the uh, they also had Compure Rapid shutters, and the cheaper models had Agfa Solinar or Igastar lenses, but the more expensive models had Schneider Schneider. Igastar? Xenons. 
Igastar. I think you're making some of these words up, Mark. No, no. <laughs> Carrots. So the Carrot 36, use standard 35 millimeter cassettes. If you can find one of those, it'd be, it's a good camera. And then Zeiss Icon, which we've talked about before, mm-hmm. came out with one called the Contessa. Yeah. Yes. The Mark Dalzell has one of these. And it's if a not beautiful little camera. It's a. Th- 35 millimeter. It's got a rangefinder on it. It's, it's got very a very Art Deco looking. Look oh yeah, thing. a selenium mirror. This has been on the oh show before. God. What show? This this show. What show? This show. What show? What show? This this show. What show? This show. The Contessa. Show? The the Nike the the an icon the Zeiss icon Contessa has been on the show. On this show? Yes. What show? Mark o- Mark O'Brien Dalzell brought it in. What show? <laughs> <laughs> Mark Dalzell. Yeah. So the Contessa is a really beautiful example of a, a 35 millimeter folding camera. What's that little thing that flips out? Is that, that hold your drink? That <laughs> this thing here? Yeah, that's that's, that's the cover the over over the meter. Meter. So it's got a it's got a oh. a. Uh, Does that open when un- the camera? An comes uncoupled out? meter. Did that pop open when the when the yeah, when did, you opened the camera, or you had to open that manually? Push that little thing. So as long folks at home, there's this little that's metal great. cover that covers your meter if you're not using it. So. As long as people kept that covered, that would protect the selenium. It Michael, would. they thought of everything. And uh, the rangefinder is very accurate. It's a, it it also has a little cover over the lens, just like the like the retinas, mm-hmm. but it drops down rather than to the side. I'm not sure uh, what they go for on eBay these days. I really haven't looked. Let me take a look. Zeiss Icon also, they made the Contessa from 1950 to 55. So these are mid-century modern cameras. And the Contina 1 and the Contina 2, which were produced from the 1950s, mid-50s. And they have a, not as good a lens and so forth as the Contessa. Mm. But the beauty of these folding 35mm cameras is their compactness. In another show, I talked about the Raleigh 35, which is compact and minute compared to these. They don't go for much. Everything is, uh, when you have the, the front little door closed there everything is hidden and well protected so you can put it in a pocket a camera bag or whatever and it's not going to get banged up you go from like 50 to 80 something dollars so so if you're looking for a classic manual rangefinder that does not start with a letter l (laughs) you look for a retina or a contessa that's good advice and these are special cameras and when they're folded up they pretty much can fit in your small bag or pocket. Very good. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. When we come back, we're going to be talking about something I'm really not that interested in, but most people are. Niker mats. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Minolta's Freedom Line. Freedom. Great gift anytime. Freedom. It's on my list, you know. <laughs> 35 millimeter and totally automatic. Happy holidays from Minolta. This Christmas, we're readier than ever to catch all the action with this brand new Kodak Extralight camera. The built-in flip-out flash means you're always ready. Ready in a flash to get those sharp, clear pictures you might have missed. Catch all your Christmas fun with a ready in a flash Extralight. From those built-in flash people at Kodak. Hot diggity dog! We're back! We're back! Some of us, most of us. Talk about Niker mats. When you say Niker mat, do you mean a Nikon camera? Yes. Were they called Niker mats? Oh, is it 120? No, they're 35 millimeter. But, I remember. So before it was like F1. F1 is F. It, it, There's no okay. F. Before the Nikon F, 
And the S? They, they were called Nikon mats? No, that, they came out after the Nikon. They S. did? Yeah. F. Did you know about the Nikon Rex 8? Yes, I did. You did? Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. We're not going to be talking about that right Who now. Who made that? It wasn't probably wasn't Nikon. <laughs> uh, made in Japan. Yeah. Stupid. I bet it was made by by some other company because Nikorex was used on a bunch of cameras at Nikon. They were all made by like uh, Mamiya. No whatever. way. Really? Yeah. This is the Nikorex Eight. You're saying there were other Nikorexes? Yes, there were 35 millimeter Nikorex. Nikorexes. Amazing, right? Nikorexes. Yeah. Yeah. Who knew? And they were either rangefinder cameras, or point and shoot type stuff, or they were. There was one that was a uh, 35 millimeter SLR. Okay, so I'm intrigued. What What are the Niker mats? Because I'm confused, right, John? Yeah, right. I am too. I always okay. see them, and I don't know how, where it fits in the uh, repertoire. Okay, yes. so Nikon, the Nikon F was considered to be the pro camera at the time, right? Mm-hmm. They had a Nikorex cam- SLR that was sold for those who couldn't afford a Nikon F, but it was made by another company. They weren't necessarily all that great. Well, first of all, Japan. Hi. <laughs> they had they, what they called the Nikomat. There was a problem. Zeiss Icon thought it sounded too much like a Ze- like a Zeiss Icon. What? I, Zeiss Icona. Like, like Nikomat. It sounds like yeah. Icona. Different countries, though, right? Different countries, but they thought there was infringing upon their name in some way. Okay. So they, everything outside Japan was called Nikomat. Ah. So you can't confuse that with Icom. See, there was a camera called Icomat that, oh, well, that's that they put out. The mat. And so they thought Nikomat was too close to their to Zeiss Icon name. So outside of Japan, they're called Nikomats. In Japan, it's Nikomat. In the early 70s, they produced the first one, model the FT. Well, what about the Nikomat? We'll talk about Nikomats. Nikomats, yeah. The Nikomat FT. Okay. They, Whoa. Yeah. Didn't Canon have a problem with that? They had an FT as well. Well, that was later. No, FT was 1965. Oh, really? Yes. No. I guess Canon didn't, didn't think it was a problem. Okay, please continue. Yeah. They had the Nikromat FT, and there was also another Nikromat at the same time called the Nikromat FS, which means, I guess, fairly simple because it didn't mean <laughs> it didn't have a light meter in it. Because it didn't have a light meter, it didn't have to have the typical Nikon little bunny ears capturing on the prong mm-hmm. for the metering prong to, to activate. So you could put um, any lens, on, any Nikon lens on that Nikon FS, but it had no metering, so it didn't matter. You had to meter, do everything manually. I'm not sure why they made that one. I actually had one. They're not that common. Nikromat FT was very, became very popular, and the, what distinguishes the Nikromats from all subsequent models of Nikons, but what they have in common with the Olympus camera is that the shutter speeds are in a ring around the lens. Mm. And so it's atypical for any other Nikon. No other Nikons have that feature except for the Nikomats. The other thing about those is that they had the prism was fixed, unlike the Nikon F. So they were pretty much what you would call a typical SLR. They're very well made. They're heavy bodied. And they have the typical plus minus in the viewfinder with a little arrow to figure out where, where your exposure should be. Totally all manual. They have shutter speeds from B to one one thousandth of a second. They are were very, very well built cameras. It wasn't until the FT, then they came out with the FTN, which was replaced by the FT2. The FTN had quite a long run of production. The FT2 is the one I would recommend for mm. people to, to 
acquire because it had one it has a fixed hot shoe on top of the prism hot shoe hot shoe it takes a modern lr44 cell good for for, for metering all the other ones took the took the uh px 625a's those the big the big the big button cells yeah, yeah. The FT2 was the last um, of the knicker mats. Well, actually, it wasn't the last ones to use the, the bunny ears for the non-AI, non-auto-indexing lenses because Nikon EL had the same system. But the EL was a different, a little bit different camera, which I'll talk about in a minute. The knicker mat FT3 was the last of the knicker mats that had the typical shutter speeds around the around the, the lens and and all that and that the, but the, it was also did not require you to use the bunny ears because they had auto indexing lenses the mount the lens mount is the same for all these yes they're still f f mount lenses right mm-hmm. um it's just them how you activate the metering okay the nickermat el which stood for electronic and that had a electronic shutter it did not work without batteries it also used the bunny ears to for the auto for non-auto indexing lenses and that was then followed by the el2 which which is used regular ai lenses so the knicker mats were a short life i mean a decade yeah. mm-hmm. um, by about but about the time they started producing the uh, knicker mat ft3 and the knicker mat el they already had released the nikon fe and and fm which which were much smaller and more well they were more compact they're easier to use became in their own right legendary cameras mm-hmm. but the knicker mats if they're they're heavy they get no love and the people they don't get the love they deserve. I mean, you have one, and the darn things just keep working. Fifty years after they were made, were they popular over here in the states? Oh yeah, they, they were? were very popular because if you couldn't afford a Nikon F, okay, you would get a Nikon mat. But then there's a lot of professional photographers who had an Nikon F, and then the Nikon mats as their backup cameras mm. because they use the same lenses, everything, okay, um, all the you know other accessories, and uh, they were and they're really robust. They're very well built. That's the F line in all of its iterations, like the two and the three. Yeah, I what, mean, it's, what, what year are those cameras? The like F two, the F two came out uh, in the seventies, seventies, late seventies. Really? Yeah, huh. of these Nikon mats. What is the one to have? In My your- personal favorite is the FT2. Okay. Um, because there's a lot of them. Um, yeah, I got like five back there now. And they I, really I think so. Yeah, they 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 they're great cameras. I mean, the thing is, we talk about you know, are they good school cameras? The hard thing for someone to to understand is the Nikon twist mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to move the little lever on the on the camera, the indexing lever, the little prong that comes down. To a certain spot near where the when you so when you put the, the lens on the bunny ears engage with that, and then you turn the lens to the left all the way to the left, mm. and then all the way all the way to the right. What that does, this is what the, they mean, but they're non non AI lenses, non auto indexing. You have to tell the camera what the maximum or what the widest. Um, aperture is on your lens, so and that's every how every time you change your lens, you every have to time do you that? change the lens, you gotta do that. I, I mean, it just it, it's, it becomes if you use a Nikon F, an F two, or the Nikkor mat. I never do that with the F three. F three, you don't have to because oh, it uses non AI lenses. Great. I mean, it uses AI lenses, not non AI. AI. But you, the F three has a little button you can push in there, which releases that little metering prong that travels along the, mm. along the oh, edge. It's not that big of a deal. You have to basically catch the prong, divot for it, and you have right. to put the lens on it right. to fit in there. It's right? a little thing. Yeah. yeah. 
And so you, it's just called the Nikon Twist. And <laughs> do it's not like the what was the one in the, um, the Jetsons twist? or whatever that was called the Jetsons Twist. I don't know what you're talking about. Or the Flintstone <laughs> something Twist. No, no, it's Jetsons. Jetsons. Okay. Tune in, swivelers. I got a treat for you. A new song by Judy Jetson. And to keep it in the family on the drums, her father, old space dust daddy himself. And we're going to kick off with a drum solo. Go, go, boom, boom. Leslie would know. Yeah, she would. Uh, anyway, the, the knicker mats, they're a good value. They don't go for a lot of money. And the only problem that you will see as they age is that there's a resistor inside the, the lens mount so that when you change the, the shutter speeds, it, it activate it changes the, the value of the resistance, which is your metering. The metering will go wonky after a mm. while if, you're, if, if, they have a, if that gets dirty and you can flush that out. But the thing is, these cameras are getting on over 50 years old. Some have had harder lives than ever than others, and they probably have those problems. I'm encouraging folks to, you know, get a light meter app and don't worry so much yeah. about the in-camera me- meter, especially on a, a tank like this. Yeah. So this Nikromat FT2, you can get one on eBay from anywhere, no joke, from $10 up to $100. Yeah. And there's a lot in between in the $35 range. Many of these don't have a lens on them. Right. So with a lens, anywhere between 40 and and $100. Yeah. That's just not much for a, a well-made camera. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I, you know, as you know, and you folks at home know, I'm not that much of a Nikon guy. Hmm. Even well, though I do have a, huh. a Nikon Rex 8. If you go to Random Camera Blog, I have a full description of all the different models of Nikon mats. Oh. When they were produced... With, along with images of each of each model, so go to Random Camera Blog and you'll and search for Nicker Matt and Random you'll come right to it. Camera Blog. I'm going Google Random Camera Blog Nick or Matt. I'm going to see two Ks, right? Yeah. Yep. The Nikon Nicker Matt. Today's bargain? Question mark. Is that true? Yep. This is the one. Yeah. Uh, also, you have Nicker Matt FTN. It just feels great. <laughs> what are you doing uh, with that camera? And then you also have random camera blog shooting by the seat of my pants. Oh, that was with a Nikromat FS with okay. no meter. Wow. You know what, Mark? Mr. Mark O'Brien, you are a great proponent of all things Nikon. Thank you. And now, I don't know what's going on here. Now, John's, he, he dumped his Minolta for Nikon. Yeah. You got the Mark Dalzell with the Nikon. Nikon, Nikon, Nikon. What? Nikon, 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 Nikon. 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 What? 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 They make good sneakers. <laughs> but I also have a soft spot for Pentax Spotmatics. Yes, you do. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Hey, you're welcome. That was uh, entertaining and uh, uh, stimulating. We are going to be moving on, folks. Moving on. Because we have to um, go to the Dutch house. We're going again. Yes. It's our monthly visit to the Dutch house. Oh, yes. Are we going Dutch? Yeah. No, we're not going Dutch. No. All the fine folks that contribute to the FPP are going to put food in my belly. That's right. They're going to feed us to fuel this show. Need fuel, folks. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, we're on Instagram, Film Photography Project. Uh, John is on Instagram. At uh, Big Head Sue. Your Big Head doesn't even know. I don't know. John is, I'm going to look up. Big John. Head Sue something. John doesn't know his Oh, own. Big Head Sue 2, T-O-O. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Who's See? Big Head Sue 2-1? I don't know. Oh. 
Big Somebody Head Sue 2, T-O-O. That's your bird, right? That's what I just said. Okay, good. Uh, Mark, are you, are you just Mar- the Mark O'Brien? On Instagram? Yeah. No, MFO photos. MFO photos. MFO photos. Yep. MFO photos. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you um, want to know what I'm up to personally, Film Shooter Mike. I knew that. Film Shooter Mike. Matter of fact, let's see. Spend a couple of hours on uh, Instagram. Here's what I uh, posted on Film Shooter Mike yesterday. Here we go. Oh, that guy. Well, guess what, computer? I'm fucking crazy. Learn to expect the unexpected, bitch. I like the error messages from computers that say. Well, guess what, computer? I'm fucking crazy. Learn to expect the unexpected, bitch. I like the error messages. Okay, thank you. I could just sit there and put that on a loop for an hour and just... That's your type of music right there. Well, I'm the big Gary Newman fan. You're like... uh, You like electronic music that's whimsical. I do. And that is whimsical. It it certainly is. But the thing is, it looks like a young kid doing it. That's a young kid, Is he making those songs up? Or those Uh, songs that exist that he's just lip syncing to? That is... uh, The guy's name is... um, is on is on Instagram. Yes, uh, Carter Vale V A I L music because he has a bunch of those songs. Uh, he has a bunch of these songs. Here's another one. That's what I just said. And then here's another one. Wait a minute. Is this the one with him standing by the grill? Oh, that's a great one. The one standing by the grill. He just disappears. I like my ladies like I like my coffee. Okay, we'll play oh, that that's one. A little, <laughs> that's a little much. <laughs> Anyhow, folks, you get the idea. Sure. Instagram, I love it. We're all on Instagram. Drop us a line. Say, hey, I listened to the show. And mm. I'll say, what show? Right. Hey, where's my premium? Exactly. And uh, next uh, show that Mark's back on, we'll do our review of the Dutch House Burgers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> okay. Bye-bye. Straight food. You can hold it in your hand. Straight food. Standing up watching a band. Straight food. Well, I'm sure you understand. I like street food. You like a we like Straight for everyone Straight food In a rap or in a bun Straight food Well you be wanting more than one I like street food You like we like
work Or when you're standing on the corner with your jerk, jerk, jerk Straight Yeah, yeah. So, where's the mash? 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 The mash